When my husband came home from Vietnam, he didn't really look into all his VA benefits. But now I've got some health issues, and I'm glad VA is there for me. To learn what benefits you may be eligible for, visit www.va.gov. Welcome to another episode of This Week at VA. I'm your host, Timothy Lawson. This is episode 51, and I am super pumped to bring you today's guest, none other than Mike Krzyzewski, coach of Duke University's men's basketball team. But before we get to him, I want to remind you of how you can nominate a veteran for our daily Veteran of the Day post. We post that on our blog, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, All we need is basic service information like branch, occupation, years of service, deployment, etc., along with a few photos and a list of any notable awards like Bronze Star, Purple Heart, NAM, Army Com. You get the idea. Send those materials to newmedia at va.gov, N-E-W-M-E-D-I-A at va.gov, and we'll be sure to recognize that veteran. Oh, and be sure to include the veteran's name. You'd be surprised how often we get nominations that do not include the veteran's name. You can always reference this information at the bottom of any Veteran of the Day post at blogs.va.gov. Today's feature interview is with legendary college basketball coach Mike Krzyzewski, who is affectionately referred to as Coach K. Coach K graduated from West Point, became an Army officer, and later transitioned out of the service to pursue a career in coaching college basketball. He's going to tell us about his time in the Army, what he learned from his service, and how some of that applies to coaching college basketball. Enjoy. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, anxious and very honored to do the inter- you know, the interview with you, the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Coach K, we always start these interviews with what we all have in common, and that is joining the United States military. I know your service starts at West Point, so bring us back to that decision for you. Well, coming out of high school, I was a decent basketball player in the inner, inner city of Chicago. So I had some scholarship offers, and and then West Point came, and you know my parents had never gone to high school. Well, my dad went to two years of high school. My mom never went to high school, and they said, "Holy mackerel, you have a chance to go to the best school in the world." And I didn't look at it that way at that time, but I've I then started looking at it through my mom's and dad's eyes, and and then once I got there, yeah, I understood how hard it was, but also how great it was. And uh, I thank God that I was given that opportunity because everything that's happened for me since then is a result of making that decision. And then in the five years that I was an army officer in the field artillery, you know, those nine years in the military really helped me immensely. So do you, do you have a story from your time in the service that you can share with us? I got thousands of stories. <laughs> and right. Is there maybe one that you feel is the epitome of your time in? Well, I don't know if it's the epitome, but how you learn and you learn about the talents of, uh, of the people that you have with you and, and, uh, you know, when I was a field art, my, my first assignment, I was in, an executive officer for a firing battery at Fort Carson, first of the 19th Artillery, and, you know, you're self-propelled howitzers, and, you know, you're a young, you're a young lieutenant. I'm a second lieutenant, and I'm, I'm there, and, you know, 
you don't know everything. In fact, it's important for you to know that you don't know a lot. And but my staff sergeant, my E6, uh, the, the chief of smoke, uh, they, they call him. He he knew everything. And uh, one of the best things I did was meet with him, and he explained. And we, you know, it's the expression two's better than one if two can, you know, if two can act as one. And and we did, and that was really a learning experience for me is to use the talents there just because of you know the officers so-called above that E6 but he doesn't necessarily know more than that E6 and so you know respect the the commitment the knowledge the experience uh of the people that you have uh that you're afforded the honor to uh to lead and I, I I've tried to do that carry it over to basketball you know where you know, I'm with the U.S. team for 11 years. Those guys, LeBron James and Kobe Bryant, are pretty good. Or at Duke, you know, the guys like Jason Tatum and Brandon Ingram and Kyrie Irving are pretty good. Let them use their talents. Don't just think that you, you know, you're the only one that has it. So the military's really helped me immensely in, you know, in learning a multitude of lessons. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks you for sharing that. Is there is there another skill set that you got from the military that you think has contributed to your success as a coach and helped you manage this team? Yeah, definitely. I mean, so many things. I mean, it started at West Point where really the military in teaching you to have, you know, to to get new limits, to have new talents, you know, to develop. A lot of times you fail. And, you know, you're, you're, it's not like you can just dish out talents or, you know, dish out new things. You know, you have to learn them and you have to learn them under fire. You know, when I was at West Point, I failed a number of different times. And, you know, two of the main lessons that I learned there and I've carried over for, you know, the four decades I've been a, a head coach is one is failure. Failure is not your destination. In other words, you get knocked down, you know, get back up and figure out how to get it done. And uh, and then along with that, don't think that you have to get it done alone. You know, how do you develop teamwork, whether it's a basketball team, a squad, a company, a platoon? Uh, you know, what's your what's your mission? How do you <clears throat> how does everybody help? In, in you know in developing that teamwork that's necessary to be successful so you know that that carried through my entire military experience and and I've used that as the foundation for for what I do as a basketball coach yeah i mean i imagine you see plenty of parallels between coaching and developing young players and mentoring young soldiers there's no question about it i mean the the thing that i do you're not you're not being you're not preparing for battle you're not preparing for combat uh in a in a combat zone you're you're preparing <clears throat> to play a basketball game which <clears throat> excuse me it's not at the same level obviously but the, <clears throat> excuse me the principles are the principles are are the same and you know and basically to get the men and women that you have the honor to lead and have them own it 
you know, have them, um, you know, coordinate the, you know, their talents and come at, uh, the opponent, whatever that, it, that opponent might be and, uh, to do it as one. And, um, it, it's the same stuff. I, and to get to know them when I was, uh, young Lieutenant at Fort Carson, I would go every once a week, one of the afternoons, they would have like a field day where, you know, people could go and play sports or do whatever they want, wanted to do. And I would always go to the battalion gym. And, uh, and although I was one of the, maybe the only officer there, I was a pretty good player. And so I'd play with the, uh, you know, the men that I was leading and, uh, I got to know them and, uh, you know, what better place to get to know them than to, you know, uh, through sport. And I earned, I got to know them. They, I earned their respect and, you know, a leader has to find different ways to get to know his people. And uh, I, I do that with my team and I did it with the, the men and women I had an opportunity to lead in the military. I know you continued your career in basketball soon after the military, <clears throat> but what, was your experience transitioning from mil- from the military environment into civilian life? You know, the transition was not difficult because uh, uh, in entering, you know, the collegiate world, it also is, you know, top-notch world. You know, there's, you're, you're part of a university, you're, you're around people who care, you know, they, they want what's good for the, for the whole. And uh, uh, I felt I was, immensely prepared to, you know, to move on into coaching. Uh, When I left the military, I did not leave the military because I did not like the military. You know, we, I was a captain and uh, stationed at Fort Belvoir and we were doing well. And uh, it's just that I couldn't coach (laughs) in the, in the military. You know, I couldn't be uh, a college basketball coach. And that was my dream in, yeah, I, I stepped aside, but I've kept my association with the military at a really high level. You know, I go up to West Point once or twice a year uh, to speak to the cadets and, and at the Corps. And when we, the last 11 years coaching the U.S. team, we, we were intimately involved with the military because they served as an example whether wounded warriors spoke to our team we had functions with military units or families of deceased uh, men and women who've given their lives for our country. And uh, I wanted our U.S. team to understand what selfless service was all about. And the military, obviously, is the, is the best example for that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. When, when you have a player on your team that shows interest in the military, do you share your military experience with them? Yeah, in fact, we, you know, one of my recent graduates is uh, Marshall Plumley. You know, Marshall came to me during his uh, years here at Duke and said, you know, Coach, I'm, I don't know if it's possible, but I'd like to be an ROTC here at at, at Duke. And you know, I have a, you know, he he got to meet uh, one of my former players, who's now a four-star general in charge of the our troops in the Pacific, uh, general Bob Brown. And he got really turned on to the military, uh, 
And I said, of course. And then he he did all of his training. He went to summer camp and whatever and actually was commissioned. Uh, and although he's playing for the Clippers right now, he's also in, a res- in reserves. And, you know, when his time is up or, you know, if he's not allowed to play professional basketball any- anymore, I'm sure that uh, Marshall will be, you know, he has a passion to be, uh, an army officer. He is an army officer, but it, it, as far as making it a career. So I would not hold any of our, our, our guys back from doing that. That's very cool. I know your time is sensitive, so I'll, I'll wrap up with this question. You mentioned that you like to keep in touch with the military. Is there is there a veteran or a veteran organization that you're familiar with or that you're aware of that has you excited about what they're doing right now? Well, I think, you know, I, I think there's so many. You know, I think we owe it as a country to every man and woman who has served uh, to make sure that we take care of them uh, after uh, they leave the service. And whether it be because of injury or they retire or at, at any time, uh, I'll tell you one, one organization that the last one, when we won the Olympics in Rio, we got to be really close with TAPS. Uh, tragedy uh, assistance program for survivors uh, where, you know, they raised an immense amount of money to help all those families who have lost a son, a daughter, a husband, a wife, a father, a mother, you know, in in combat. And, uh, you know, we, in every exhibition game we had, we had TAPS kids there. And then we had a huge function in Chicago before, uh, leaving for for Rio, uh, where we met hundreds uh, of, of family members, and they actually shared their buttons. They were buttons of the deceased person on, on right over their hearts, and they gave us their those buttons the, uh, to take to Rio, and uh, you know where it was our, their way of saying, you know, this is what was given up with selfless service lives. And uh, we're proud of my mom, my dad, my son, uh, whoever it was. And then uh, we shared that with them. And so, yeah, it, you know, there's a lot being done. I, I just wish more could, more could be done. But, uh, you know, God bless the people who have uh, founded organizations to help our veterans. Wonderful. Wonderful. Coach Gay, thank you so much for taking the time and speaking to our veterans. It is a true pleasure talking to a legend in college basketball and good luck in the upcoming season. All right. Thank you very much. My honor to be on. There are nearly 2 million women veterans who served and deserve the best care anywhere. VA is dedicated to meeting the unique needs of all women veterans. VA offers comprehensive primary care and women's health specialty care. Women veterans who are interested in receiving care at VA should call the Women Veterans Call Center at 855-VA-WOMEN or contact the nearest VA Medical Center and ask for the Women Veterans Program Manager. Visit www.va.gov slash womenvet. I have to thank my colleague Mike Migliera for helping set up this interview and to the wonderful people at Duke for helping make that happen. If you are a disabled veteran and sports are your thing, you should consider getting involved with VA's Adaptive Sports Program. To get started, take some time to review the many sports opportunities available to you by reaching out to your VA clinical team 
and checking out the website va.gov slash adaptive sports. Today's veteran of the day is Army veteran Francis Brown Y. Francis served during World War II on October 20th, 1944, while pinned down by enemy fire. He exposed himself and was killed while leading an assault to destroy the final Japanese pillbox in the Laeti area. We honor his service. To read Francis's full write-up and to nominate your own veteran of the day, visit blogs.va.gov. That does it for episode 51. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I know there are a lot of options out there for entertainment, so I appreciate you taking the time to listen to these stories from our veterans. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at DEPTVetAffairs for more images from our community. If you have a question you'd like to have addressed on the show, email us newmedia at va.gov. Once again, big thanks to Coach K for taking time out of his busy schedule to join us. I'm Timothy Lawson, signing off.